so we'll read something from Rumi. <clears throat> Seek the wisdom that will you untie your knot. Seek the path that the mind that no, can't even talk. Wait a second. La la la. Seek the wisdom that will untie your knot. Seek the path that demands your whole being. Leave that which is not, but appears to be. Seek that which is, but is not apparent. So, once again, just to go over a little bit about Sunday mornings now, we moved our time for meeting to Sunday mornings because it seemed to be a little bit more relaxed and easier for people to get to than it was uh, on Tuesday nights. It was becoming apparent that Tuesday nights was a little bit stressful for people after work and with all the traffic and kids and everything. So we decided to move it to Sundays to see how this might work. And so far, I like it. I do like the sunlight coming in in the morning like this. This is very pleasant. So we'll see how this unfolds. And we'd love to have your feedback as well as we move through this. I like the morning because we're, we're waking up instead of at night going to sleep. Yeah. That's right. So, is there anything that we need to announce for either Bill or Laura's classes? Next Sunday. You want to just use the mic? and. Uh, next Sunday from 2 to 3.30, we will have just a, a light columns project, uh, starting off with listening to a meditation and then uh, looking at that focus of light from within and sharing that uh, in different ways. And the idea is to come from the uh, class, go to lunch, and then come back and, and, and do the... Uh, workshop next Sunday, That's great. the 23rd. We've had a lot of people that have worked this in the past with the light columns and playing light columns at home, at work, in their daily lives as they're driving around and have had some remarkable results with the effect of that. It's a very simple process, but it's also a very powerful one. It's a way of invoking and calling forward the Holy Spirit to come more active in our daily lives and and Bill will be sharing a lot of that simplicity and, and how to go about doing that with the focus and just holding that focus through the day, which is very nice. And then, Laura, do you have anything you'd like to... She'll go get the mic. Hey, maybe, maybe that's what we should rename something in the newsletter. When we write our articles, we'll call it Light Columns. <laughs> <laughs> I know, um, I'm so Immediately funny. following today, I, if there's anyone that's interested in attending the spiritual tools workshop that we're spreading over the next four months, actually there's three more months after to this month. <laughs> um, I'm not present yet. <laughs> Still in the meditative state of mind here. Anyway, if you're interested in doing it, just meet with me afterwards, um, after today's class, and, and I'll just briefly talk to you about the first class that you missed, and then so you can still attend the next three months. Okay, so we'll, we'll always meet on a Sunday, um, again, like Bill said, following this class, and then a lunch, and then we'll meet from 2 to 6 normally, except not today. <laughs> so. 
And there's information on both of these on the back table. So please feel free to help yourself and talk to Bill and Laura about either one of those if you'd like. All right. Oh, that's right. Also, there's a little gathering at Tucker Glasser's home. Where's Tucker? Oh, there you are. Um, we have some information on the chair back there by the table with a little map to his house. The smaller black and white one has his home phone number as well, where you can reach him if you need to for directions, further directions. It's just a very simple gathering and kind of a brunch. Uh, there'll be some things for vegetarian as well as for those that are meat eaters. And meat eaters have to eat vegetarian, and the vegetarians have to eat the meat. <laughs> We're going to do an experiment as well today. No. <laughs> and so you're all welcome to come. It'll be just a nice little Easter gathering. We uh, tried to, Tucker actually tried to get reservations at a restaurant for lunch after this meeting today, but all the restaurants were full, so... Unless we wanted to eat at 8 o'clock tonight, we better do something else. <laughs> so he volunteered and has put together a nice little brunch. And uh, his home is wonderful. If you've never been there, it's just a wonderful place to sit and be on the patio out in the back by the little, I don't know if it's running right now, the water's running or not, a little bit. There's a little creek back there and all. So it's, it's very pleasant out in Round Rock. So feel free to come afterward. And I guess it's just kind of immediately following you know, just head on out there, and I'm sure we'll hang around here and talk a little bit and then head on out that way because we're going to be hungry. So if you don't have plans, join us if you want. If you have plans, go ahead and change them if you want. <laughs> or go ahead with your original plans. And even though we have maps on the, in the back there, if you still haven't been to Tucker's before and would like some clarification with the map, just let us know. We'll do what we can. So. Right, we have a potluck at our home also. Two weeks. Is it two weeks? Two weeks on two Saturday. Weeks. Yeah. April 29th, starting at 4.30. I think we sent out a flyer, didn't we, in the mail? Yeah. And we got yeah, there's some, some in the, the back, back as well. It'd be a lot of fun. Just be a Saturday afternoon, evening, gathering at our house, potluck, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. Okay. Is that it? Would you like to start? Sure. So I'm going to give you a taste of my artist skills. Go ahead and laugh if you want as I do it. Can you guys guess what this is? What if I put a smiley face? <laughs> I'll be talking more in a moment. I got a see. I did this before, and it worked really well. That I, I wrote up what I was going to use as a diagram before I did my talk, so I could focus on one rather than writing and talking at the same time. So let's see if I can keep doing that. It's from for people listening on the website going, "Is anybody there? Has it stopped?" <laughs> Yeah, I think you need to take some classes with Arthur. <laughs> Can you tell who that is? 
No, it's Jim. <laughs> After a good diet. Close. <laughs> yeah, I know. The straight and narrow path, but my drawing makes it kind of the, the crooked path. So take it as you will. What is that thing? My tenth door. You can understand it, right? You said it as a horizon, so I guess I'm doing all right. So what I wanted to talk a little bit about was, is what we could call the rising sun, or if you will, the Christ risen. And it's not just because of Easter I'm talking about this, even though it is Easter, and I'm going to talk about some of these things. Really, the pathway that we teach in Interlight Ministries is all about this. It is about the rising sun. Is it about awakening to that inner light, the sun within us. This doorway that we quite often call the tenth door, the spiritual door, or we refer to as the third eye, the spiritual eye, the upper room, in here is where we begin that process of awakening to the inner sun. And the way we go about doing that, just like in the meditation, in every meditation we do before class, we always focus our attention simply right here at that door. Knock, the door shall be open. And as we hold our attention there, that door is open. Because as we hold our attention, as we share a love with God, as we chant the hue as we did, and in that loving, that's how we open that door within. And in that door, as it opens up, it begins to allow us to awaken what I would call the rising sun. And what I call the horizon here, as we say that, just as we see the sun come up in the morning, we see it over the horizon, whether it be land or water, or if it sets at night over land or water. It's that process. It can appear setting or rising. But as we move inside and do this practice of meditation, there's stages of awakening, if you will, where we begin to see first it may be all darkness as a night sky. But isn't it even interesting on the earth as the sun comes up, is it really the sun coming up or is it just the earth turning and as it turns, all of a sudden, we see the sun. That's what it's really like also within ourselves. It is not the sun or the light of God, if you will, that rises. It is simply the earth or within us beginning to turn and awaken to what sun is already there. If we were to really look and see that bright sun in spirit, it actually appears just like we see the sun out here in the physical world. As above, so below. Our physical sun is but a mirror reflection of what that true light really looks like in spirit. And all we have to do as we hold our attention inside here is really focus on that sun or that light of God. Isn't it funny when we say the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit? Is that sun, S-O-N, or S-U-N? When a lot of the Christian teachings, we refer to the sun as Jesus or the Christ. Really, the true sun is the Christ. But the Christ is the awakened soul. Whether it be Jesus, whether it be you, whether it be me, we are all the Christ. We are all that inner son. But all we have yet to do is awaken to know that we are that inner son. To know that as we do this meditation and that sun begins to rise within us, it is that process of awakening till we know the fullness. That's the risen sun. That is the awakening of the Christ. 
the whole story of the resurrection and being put in the cave and the Christ resurrecting, coming alive once again. This tenth door quite often is referred to as the cave. The cave is into the physical body or that which is of the earth as we see a cave in this world. Well, that's symbolic also of the physical body, of being the cave or the earth in which the soul comes into to experience this world. But as the soul comes into this cave, into the body, it falls asleep. Or we could say, in a sense, our light has died. The truth is it hasn't died. We haven't died to the truth of who we are as spirit. It has simply, in a sense, been veiled, appearing dark. Just as you go deep within a cave into the earth, if you've ever done that, if you've gone in far enough, it gets completely dark, pitch black, where you literally can't see anything right in front of you. But the neat thing is, if you light a candle or turn on a flashlight, all of a sudden there's light. This practice of meditation that we do here in Inner Light Ministries is turning on that light, is lighting that flame. And so as we literally hold to that inner focus, that light begins to awaken. We begin to see that light within the darkness. And that is the first stage of awakening. And the more we hold our focus upon that inner light, that inner flame, it begins to awaken more and more and then can begin to appear as a rising sun. That is the process by which we say that Christ is resurrecting or coming out of the cave, where once again we have life, that life eternal. That's the truth of the spirit of who we are in soul consciousness, the Christ that we are. So as we really feed or focus on that spirit within us, it feeds the light, it feeds us life itself to once again make us live. But the true living that we're talking about here is spiritual living, awakening to the spirit within, and that as we awaken, we really know that true life or that eternal life, if you will. And that's all we have to continue to do is to live that more and more each day as we devote and give our love to God within, that also we allow God to love us simply by focusing on God right here at the seat of the soul within is all we do. So many times we think we have to earn our, earn our way, work our way through, make it hard by the sweat of our brow. That's just the world. That's what takes place in here. There is work in this world to do, and that's why we use the word working off our karmas. But is working off our karmas is simply walking through our physical lives, having the experiences we're here to have. And in that process is what we call earning our freedom. But it's truly not earning our freedom. It's really simply the soul coming into this world and as it walks through this world, through the physical body, that through all of its experiences that appear as working is really just simply a process to experience this world. And it's in the experience that we come to that greater knowing of the divine within ourselves and also come to the knowing of the divine within the world. Because we really are soul in expression, soul in the body, God in expression made in God's likeness, that divine spark that is placed here of who we are begins to live in us and through us. And the more we awaken to that, the more life, if you will, the more God into expression comes into the world, in a sense, blessing ourselves and blessing all that we do and say and touch. But the blessing is really simply loving, loving in action, I like to call it. It's just as we awaken to the dynamic flow of loving within ourselves, that it begins to move in us and through us. And as it does that, it simply begins to stir the spirit awake 
even within this world. This is what I call the true service, that as we live that greater light of who we are, it begins to stir that light within those around us. We don't even have to talk about it. We don't have to say it. We simply be it. We live it. And that's all we need to do. The more we allow ourselves to be in that living, loving essence, the more it awakens, and the more it awakens those around us as well. And so we live this throughout the day. But then we spend time going back within the cave each day, meditating, focusing, giving that one-pointed focus, that devoted time with God, if you will. It is in this process as we devote our time and as we devote our loving in that time, because that's what it's really about, is devoting our loving to God for however long the time period is in which we choose to share that loving with God. It's a simple process. That's why I really enjoyed the meditation today where simply you share your loving with God and allow God to share God's love with you. It is that light, as we just simply share in that, that begins to first awaken us in here, and then that light of who we are begins to now rise above the physical body or out of the cave. This is the resurrection where the soul of the Christ of who we are now begins to ascend towards the Father. This is the ascension as we awaken to yet the greater light. The spark of our soul is yet just like a microcosm of the macrocosm, just a spark of that greater light. And as it begins to rise or ascend, it begins to now awaken to yet greater and greater experience in the realms beyond the physical dimension. And we've gone over those many times in here through the astral or creative imagination, through the causal emotional realm, the mind, the etheric or the unconscious realm, and then fully awakening into the soul of who we are, the fullness of our own divine spark as who we are in loving, and then even greater yet, that spark of who we are begins to now merge into the greater beingness of God. Just like in the meditation we did this morning, at one point, approximately halfway through, I said, now through that river of loving, of giving and receiving, now allow that loving to now begin to merge you into the oneness with God. Because that's truly what happens. That's what takes place in here. And when it happens, it happens right away. But it can take years to get to that process of where it happens right away. It is the process of awakening, the Christ within us rising into the fullness, where it's just simply blue skies and pure sunlight. There's no clouds. There's no separations. There's no dividing between us and God. It is really the fullness of the awakening. That is the true ascension where the Christ in us is fully awake in knowing ourselves as a divine child of God and also as a divine child where we came from and also where we are returning into the greater fullness. You know, it's even interesting when we think of the Trinity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If we look at God as the Father, and the Son is the Christ of who we are, that Holy Spirit is simply God's loving. And it is through that process that we really become one, where the three become one. And that's all we really need to do, is focus on that loving. And in that, it allows the awakening to take place. It allows the Christ of who we are to rise above the physical dimensions, above the bodies. Even if you think of the crucifixion, hey, he's got kind of a cross right there. That's even symbolic. The crucifixion is symbolic 
of the body, the mind, the emotions, the ego being crucified or dying. That is symbolic of the soul choosing to let go of the physical worlds and awaken truly to the Christ that it is so it can once again rise or ascend to the Father within. You'll often hear us in here talk about dying the little death daily. That's what meditation is. It's really choosing God, though. It's not about crucifying the mind and emotions and body. We're not about killing anything. We're about awakening to the true life, the life of spirit. But there is a process of where the lower begins to die off, begins to have less focus, less energy, simply because we are choosing to give more focus, more energy to that divine within us. That's all this is, is feeding the divine. And as you feed anything, the more it grows, the more life it has. And as you stop feeding other things, it begins to get weak, begins to die off, malnutrition. This is true of the spirit within. So the more we feed the spirit, the more it lives, the more it grows. The less we feed the spirit, the less it lives. It doesn't grow, it diminishes. And that is simply about the light of who we are as soul being more and more focused in the world. This is the simplicity of it all. It is really where we place our attention, our energy, our focus. What do we give our time to? What do we give our attention to? What do we think about? What do we feel about? As you pay attention to what you do, that's part of the awakening. That's part of how we learn and grow. And as we become more and more to these spiritual dimensions, who we really are as a spiritual being, as it begins to stir awake within us, as it begins to call our attention, our curiosity, our focus, we automatically begin to focus more and more into there. It's a simple process of just focusing and being and loving with that divine essence within. And the more we do that, the more we awaken, the more we become that living, loving light of God that we are, that divine child. So if anything, in this short little sharing and seeing my artwork here, I hope you realize the greater truth that we really all within us and what the whole story, if you will, with Jesus the Christ is really just a story for our own life, the Christ within us. And if we can see the parable or the symbolism in that lifetime, we can really awaken to knowing that truth within ourselves, that it's always present, it's always the same, it's the same path, it's the same process of awakening. All we have to do is really allow ourselves to focus on the divine, the spirit within. Not to make it about the world, not to make it about belief systems, not to make it about religion, but truly the life that we all are, the living, loving essence of the Lord. And if we can allow ourselves to truly focus and to live that more and more each day, there does come the day where upon our last breath, there is that full ascension. There is now the return where we are home once again with the Creator in fullness, never having to come back, never having to enter back into the cave. That in a sense, when we leave that final time, that stone that covers the door, the cave door, is once again now rolled across, and there is no need to return. It's now done. Let the dead bury the dead, and allow yourself to now move on to that greater life and to live that greater life. But we can do that while we're still here in the body, simply through giving our time and loving with God each day within, that we call meditation. We may call that prayer, but it's all about loving God and allowing God to love us. And in that, it just takes place. But we've got to be willing to be patient, 
to give ourselves the time, to give ourselves the awareness. It is only through paying attention that we truly begin to awaken, that we begin to know what is that truer light, what is the divine within us. It's not a mental process. It's not a feeling process. There's nothing you have to do the way you've been used to doing as you've been trained in the world through books, through watching others, through whatever it may be. This is a completely different process. And that's sometimes where the challenge is. That's where sometimes we find it hard or a struggle to really do this path, to do the meditation. Because in a sense, we've got to be willing to let go of all that we've learned, not let it go so you forget it all necessarily. I'm not talking about how or what you've learned in the world, but how you've learned it. Because to go inside in meditation is really about letting go. It is about awakening, not about learning, but about awakening. And we awaken simply by where we place our focus. And as we focus there, the more that awakens within us. And then the learning is simply through the experience. As we experience that awakening, we learn what that is. We know what that is automatically. In that awareness, the knowing is. That's true wisdom. There's no having to study. There's no having to work at it. It is simply a place of being, of awareness, of knowing, of doing the loving, of living the loving essence. And I guess that's my short Easter spiel for right now. So I guess it's my turn. Well, it's interesting how the cave shows up quite often in the storyline of Jesus' life. And how much, if we truly look at the life of Jesus, how much his life was a parable, a living parable for us to look at and to come into a greater understanding of the true teaching, the teaching of who we truly are as a child of God, of who we are as soul, and as to how the soul got here and how it got trapped here and how it can save itself through the action of its own through the action of taking responsibility for oneself and attempt and then achieve full salvation or liberation from this creation. It's interesting that Jesus is born in a cave. As Brian was sharing earlier, the spiritualized center, the upper room, there's so many different names for this particular location within our consciousness, is like a cave. When we wake up in our meditation, we can find ourselves actually sitting in a dark room. And that dark room at first will appear to have no dimension, no quality to whatsoever to it. But once we begin to see our inner light, and that inner light begins to shine, we begin to see just exactly what this upper room, this cave within us that dwells within us is. And this place that is so sacred within us, where the divine dwells, is very simple. It's a very simple room. 
It's a very simple place. All that dwells there is the divine light of our own soul. It isn't filled with decorations, furniture. It isn't a grand cathedral, a grand room, a grand palace. It is a simple, simple place within our consciousness. And that's often a challenge for the mind to understand because the mind loves complexity. And it is ever trying to build complex things around the self. It's when we begin to wake up and know the truth of who we are that we begin to see how simple we are, how simple our true essence is. And we begin to see that that place where that simplicity, our soul, resides within the consciousness here in this world is a simple place. And the more we can begin to realize that simplicity, that simplicity of the soul and that simple place where the soul resides within us, and begin to live that simplicity into our daily lives, the easier we find our lives becoming. It's letting go of the complexities of this world, letting go of the mind, of the emotions, of the call of this world, and all the illusion, and all the demands that that illusion creates upon the body and upon a consciousness. If we can begin to find that simple thread of simplicity, and hold to it, and walk it, our lives become filled with a different quality than they were before. For before we were distracted by focusing outside of ourselves, and making things outside of ourselves so important, so valuable, so meaningful, so needed. As we begin to wake up to that simplicity within, and to truly see the beauty of that simple place that the soul dwells within this consciousness, and we begin to want to bring that simplicity into our daily lives, and we begin to choose to look and find that simplicity, we find that the simple way, the simple truth, the simplicity of who we are, can begin to extend itself out into all of our daily life. Oftentimes, we live our lives outside of ourselves. We're ever looking for validation outside of ourselves. We're ever looking for understanding we're ever looking for proof, we're ever looking for value. The key is to stop looking outside yourself and begin to look within. That's what meditation is about. Go within. The kingdom of the Father is within. So it's begin within. And the key to where to go within to find that truth that I'm talking of is that cave that dwells within. It's interesting that when the soul comes into the physical form, it comes in on the first breath. Up until then, when the fetus is in the womb of the body of the mother, that is a part of the mother. And it is for her to nurture and to take care of as a part of her body. And it isn't until that first breath is taken that the soul enters into the physical form And now it is a separate being from the mother. It is separate and a true individual being. When that first breath is taken, the soul is drawn into the physical consciousness. And it takes residence in the cave, here at the seat of the soul, at that tenth door. It takes residence there. 
And if you look at a newborn child and you look into their eyes, what you see is that simplicity. You see the simplicity of that loving essence of the Lord that has just come in to this dwelling, into this place and taken residence here. You see the loving. You see the vulnerability. You see the innocence. You see the simplicity. It doesn't begin to be get to be it doesn't begin to be complex or get caught up in this world for a period of time. It stays simple until it starts to become more involved in the world, reaching out to the world for things that it needs, for loving, for validation, for food, to be changed, to be educated. And it's in that reaching out that the soul then begins to choose more into the element of the mind, which is the first experience of life in this creation. So the soul first seats itself here at the first breath. And I don't know how many of you have seen a newborn just that has been born and to be witness to that experience of life coming into the physical form and to be able to look into those eyes and to truly see for that one split moment the true essence of loving. But then it begins to be involved in the mind. Some quicker with others, it's slower. But it begins to be involved in the mind when it begins to reach into the world for itself to be expressed. It begins to be involved in the mind and the mind begins to wrap around that soul and a veil is created. And it's more challenging to see that brilliant light of the soul, that inner light that dwells here at the seat of the soul, as the mind begins to wrap itself around the soul to involve itself with the soul, to share itself with the soul, to assist the soul in having experience in the physical form. So it's truly there as a servant to the soul. But at the same time, when that mind begins to wrap its veils around the soul, the soul's light begins to seem dim, to seem dull, and we lose sight of the truth of our inner light over a period of time. And that is something to pay attention to. When we are in meditation, what we are looking to do is to see our inner light once again to wake up and to know the truth of our own divine essence, to wake up and once again become that living, loving essence that we truly are, to become it by beginning to live it fully. So what we are here to do is to come into the greater knowing of ourselves. We didn't come here to prove anything in this world to validate anything in this world. We came here to have experience in this world, into this creation, so that we, as soul, can come into the greater knowing of ourselves as divine expression of loving. I'm going to stop for just a second because it's going to get warm in here, and I'm going to ask somebody to go turn. I thought Laura was turning on the air. <laughs> 